I said, absolutely not. <laughs> if we together, uh, and I was speaking of marriage though. Now in relationship is a little different because we're not married. But I used to say in marriage though, you don't have male friends. I don't have female friends. Like, what you mean? I'm your friend. You my friend. You can have, like, we can have friends. We can have couples for friends. And you can be friends with the guy in that terms. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what you need another male friend for? Nah. I know what we want. <laughs> All right, and we are back at another episode. Back again. Y'all know what it is. I guess we're about to go ahead and finish up this conversation from last week. Yeah, I enjoyed that conversation. I, I did too. Back on it. I was like, wow, so, so much good information. Not going to lie to you, that I did not go back and listen to that one. I have been oh. going through a lot the past two weeks, so... It's okay, I understand. New update. I went to a doctor tomorrow, and I'll tell you about that when we get off. I should have told you about that before we got on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Where did we leave off last week? Since, you know, you listened to it. I didn't. I, <laughs> the last, last thing I think I remember I said was uh, admonishing uh, the listeners to be careful in these... Uh, dating treats i guess because it's it's difficult (laughs) that's right so i'd like to start off by saying then we all saved we all wholly separated from the world however i'd like to say that future was absolutely right when he said she for the streets Fellas, do not get caught lacking for these girls that's for the streets trying to wife them up or trying to go ahead and get in relationships with them. They for the streets, leave them out there, fam. That's the neighborhood, though. You felt good about that? Did you get get that all off your chest? Uh, Yes, yes, I got it off my chest. Mm -hmm. And ladies, same thing. Yo, that's the neighborhood, dog. What you trying to what you trying to bring them into your house for? Listen. Everybody in neighborhood feed them. Oh God! Here, everybody's house. Listen. Don't let them in yours. Okay, that's done. <laughs> no, for real though, everybody be careful. Um, Cause it's just it's oh goodness it's it's messy it's messy and and I would say that like again like I said before just hearing the conversations on relationship stuff obviously from hearing it off of social media and you know um, people's you know their scenarios and hypotheticals and just seeing stories and I'm just like dang I can partially see why some people choose not to date and choose to just be single because they don't even want to take the risk in dealing or finding themselves in a situation where they're just like looking crazy or you know they're gonna catch a case 
Um, but on the other hand, as a believer, there is a hope there that, you know, uh, when navigating the whole dating aspect, that obviously we're led by God and that we're, you know, trying to use wisdom in who we decide to date. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mixed feelings. Mixed emotions. Hey, same. Like, all right, so here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know how we're easily trapped into trying to go for the wrong person, especially men. But I think women is so well, right? What do you What do you mean by that? Elaborate a little bit. We look at the wrong things as our primary reason for trying to go on a date and trying to date the person. Whatever do you mean? Give me we put too much stock into attractiveness first off. Oh? Is that so? Perhaps their financial status as well? Mm. Oh, yeah. The pretty things that they have, the nice perhaps. car and these things. Per- that's per- where perhaps just- also their, their status among people, if they're popular or well-known. Right. So, put it this way. Some of the most, is, this is for the guys, right? Some of the most, there are some flowers in this world that are absolutely beautiful. We saw one in the DR. You remember that, Ronnie? Um, yes. And absolutely beautiful flower. It was lavender colored and everything. And there was a warning sign up by the flower. Sure was. Do not touch poisonous fatal. Mm-mm-mm. Do not touch. Not do not eat. It said do not touch Mm -mm. because it had poison on it that would get absorbed by your skin and kill you Mm -hmm. but it looked pretty though oh it was beautiful i took a picture of it my goodness said to show my mom i was like mom tell me which one of these two flowers is the poisonous one i took a picture of that big pink one and that one she Mm -hmm. was she pointed Mm -hmm. to the pink ones i thought yeah if it's poison it's got to be that one nope nope i was like nah it's that lavender one right there I'm pretty sure people thought that Belladonna was pretty, you know, and then they brought it in their house and the first person just died when they was messing with it. Turns out Belladonna, a.k.a. Nightshade, in a very, 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 very diluted and low dosage can be used for medicine and it can be used as sleep aid. Yeah, but who's really doing all of that? Or it can be used as poison to kill you. It's the same thing, fellas, man. You can't go out for everything that looks good. Yep, same for the ladies, too. My God, please. Them poison dart mm-hmm. frogs look pretty with their bright colors. Mm-hmm. Touch one. See what happened. Touch one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. everything that's pretty is not meant to be is not meant to be picked up and touched. Same that's thing with the date, man. Gold. Yeah. It's fool's gold. It looks pretty like gold, but on the inside, it's not. Mm-hmm. What well, isn't there a scripture that says something like that? Like the, there the sure is it, somewhere. In the inside, it's like a like a morgue, like a corpse, or not? That was something like the crepit or decaying something. Oh, I'm gonna find it later. Um, but yeah, like as we, I think we said this in the. the the what is dating episode we're saying how attractiveness 
on the list for guys is pretty up there. Like, there's a good number of guys who... Attractiveness is about, like, a smooth top two. And sometimes it ain't two, you know. Um, But it's definitely in the top three for sure, you know. Um, But, you know, we know that attractiveness is important, but it's not the most important thing. It's not the end-all, be-all for why you're getting with someone, right? Um, Definitely that physical attractiveness is important um but yeah let it not be the leading thing as to why you're with someone because as we said the sand sinks to the bottom wrinkles come about god forbid accidents can happen how many stories have we heard about you know a person like looking really good and all that then they get into an accident and you know they have a disfigured body or face or um, they get sick and they, you know, obviously they, the sickness then took, you know, had them lose a lot of weight and they look very frail and all that, you know, then you realize, well, what's going on here? If I'm not mistaken, I think I, what was it? I think it was, I think when Kevin Samuel, when he had his show and the Godfather, <laughs> oh Lord, rest your soul, brother Samuel. Um, I think he has somebody on there, and if I'm not mistaken, there was a lady who she divorced her husband because he was sick. Yes, I remember that. You remember that? Yes, and her husband was in his, I think, his 60s, and she was a younger woman. Yeah. Got with him because of the money and all this mess, mm -hmm, and divorced mm -hmm. him because he got sick. Lord have mercy. And, oh, man, I was like, yo, lady, you, as as you said earlier, for the, uh, the pavements, because that that literally is a part of the vow in which you made in sickness and health and you know that does happen with us humans you know you do get sick some worse than others but that was the whole that's a part of your vow you know <sighs> good grief yeah <laughs> it and and uh it's funny because like um it's funny because he always says this you know uh that uh the Kevin Samuels when it happens he always goes and says you can't make this up right, right. <laughs> and every time I'll be like yeah, you're right, bro. Because if I made this up as a story to tell somebody, they'd be like, you they BSing. Ain't no way. Right. It wouldn't believe you. But I, I know there are obviously more stories out there of people in whom you, they get with somebody for the wrong reasons. One of the, I think one of the um, a common thing that I've heard is like people saying, oh, someone got with me because they love the idea of me, not me. You know, and I have seen that. I have heard stories i've seen that where a person gives her someone because of what they can do for the person uh and just who they are and and, and all that but not love the person themselves like the whole entire person you know and i think that's very unfortunate because it, then it feels like you're being used you know but yeah yeah no. you know one thing i like speak we got back to in the vowels right and I know mm -hmm. I want to go into this because we're going to talk marriage in the next one. But like, so you ever heard the what the traditional standard vowels that they give? 
they're different from the men and women. Yes. And it's because there's different things that we can do that work. It's easier for us to do. Easy, some things easier for women to do. We talked about this when we talked about uh, what Paul said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the men, it don't say nothing about a like, like it don't focus on for richer and poor and all that, right? Now it does. I think it does say actually for richer and poor, poor in there, right? But, um. It says, do you promise to love her, comfort her, honor and keep her for better or worse, richer and poor, and forsaking all others, be faithful only to her as long as you both shall live, right? Mm -hmm. Because the big thing with guys is, you know, a lot of dudes will be tempted to cheat, right? So you got to be, you know, swear you're going to be faithful and love her and comfort her. Mm -hmm. But for the woman... Better or worse, richer and poorer, sickness and health to love and cherish until we are parted by death. I I also will add to obey. You saw that clip of that that couple? <laughs> oh yeah, that was a lit. So, we ain't talk about uh, this. <laughs> we ain't talk about this in premarital counseling. And she really hesitated and they obey for it. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. All right. All right. And what we say at that point, child, that should have told man something right there. For the streets. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was like, run. She just told you right there, run. She was like, yeah, nah. Right. Oh, babe, no, I'm a strong black woman. I ain't going to oh, go. Run. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so that's one of the red flags to look for. But also, another thing is, like, besides looks, and this is why I said for me, my guideline, one of the things I want to do is for the first date, I want to talk. We're, I'm going to have us do something where we're going to be able to sit there and talk to each other. Like, I want just nothing but speaking and communication. Because, I like, and I think I said this, one of the other things you should look for is their attitude. Mm-hmm. Look for indicators of the kind of person they are. Because if you get a person to talk about themselves enough... They're not going to, even if they got, they putting on the front, there's going to, there's going to be a lot of cracks that show you get them talking enough, mm-hmm. unless they're like a pathological liar and need to work for the CIA. Okay. Well, and they can just, you know, they train to, you know, hold a cover very well. There's always going to be things that you could pick out to be like, Hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. And enough dates in, you should know, Hmm. This ain't it. <laughs> um, this person ain't okay it. Now. Let me go ahead and, uh, you know, cast my uh, rod back and cast my fishing line back into the water. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, shoot. Well, so, so what you going to do? Go, like, to a cafe or, I mean, I always, you know, go eat. So, you know, it's usually. The eating thing is the easy one, right? Because, you know, it we is. speak over food and everything. But also one thing I want to do is I like to, so in the first, the first date, the first date for me is always, let me take you somewhere to get to eat, right? Somewhere to get some food because I want to see you in that environment. I want to see your mannerisms, how you treat the server, you know, see how much, how much is ordered. <laughs> right. Like, are you going to be get conservative the f- or very, let me uh, get the, let me get the, <laughs> and don't get me wrong. 
I'm gonna pay for it regardless. But if I take you to, let's say that, because I don't, I'm not taking no girl to Ruth Chris or nothing first day. Smoking, we, we, bro, we going towards being engaged or something like that. But let's say I take you to a diner, right? I take you to a diner, and you know they got a nice size menu. They got a lot of stuff on there, and they got the stuff averaging nice. from diners are nice. Yeah, and they got stuff right. averaging from five to fifty dollars. Sure if do. we walk up in there and you say, I want the surf and turf with the lobster tail. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, I want and three glasses of-, of wine that's like $40 a glass. I'm be like, oh, okay. I'm be like, okay. We're going to talk and everything in the date. I'll probably cut you off at some point and be like, nah, you're not getting nothing else. And, uh, and then uh, I'm going to pay and that'll be it. Did, did she offer to pay? <laughs> Oh, she if she offered to pay, she gonna pay. But either way, if she don't offer, yeah, if she offers to pay, that's a different thing. Because then I'm like, all right, she came with the intention of putting out money when she saw that you know this place had this and she wanted it. But if you came and you just trying to get a meal off me, because that's what it's gonna tell me. No, nah, there don't. there are women who do that. I know. They, 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 oh man, they just they just want the food. I literally have a coworker like that, and she in her forties, and she was like. Nah, I don't like this dude, but I let him take me out because, you know, he's just a free meal. And I'm like, do you know how you sound right now? Y'all some using people. Manipulators. Mm-hmm. Manipulative. It's like witchcraft in the Bible, too, by the way. Mm. Yeah, no, no. No, 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 no. We don't do that over here in holiness. Mm-mm. Yeah, so um, that's uh, like, yeah, that's 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 de- that for me. First date is usually like that, and then on the second date, and here I am, I'm just giving up my whole game plan, right? You uh, sure are. It depends on the year, the si- well, time of year. If we're in spring or autumn, I like to go out uh somewhere out in nature, like to the park or something like that, hiking on a trail, something like that. Um, one, because if you say you don't want to do it because you don't want to be outside or something like that, I know you ain't it because that's just me personally, personal (laughs) preference of what I need. Like you can't be scared to go outside, but two, I need to see your level of physical activity. Now I'm not, I know how that might sound. I'm going to talk, right? However, not injured Mike is in the gym all the time daily not injured mike will be outside running and walking and being nature i love that stuff Mm. not injured mike injured mike is currently like good lord it hurts to get in and out of my truck um but uh those are things i look for and again nature walks and things of that nature what are we doing observing beauty and talking now, if it's not that, I have a couple, a couple places to take people. Well, I haven't taken them. I have, like, so, like, I have this whole, like, dossier of places and things you, to do for dates. Wait, you got, like, a whole blow black book. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, I got a whole thing, like, saved in my mind. And I need to go ahead and go ahead and put it, like, in a Microsoft file or something. But I'll write it down. But I have a whole thing, a list of things to do. 
Um, like as far as dates go, I am very. I there's a lot of stuff we can do here. A lot of creative things, and most of them, guess what, fellas and ladies, they're not high costing, and it's gonna be worth your time. Because at the end of the day, the date should not, it should not be a dollar sign assigned to a date. Like if you're judging how much the guy wants to get to know you by how much money he wants to spend on you, then you're not looking for a date. You're looking for a sugar daddy. Just being completely real. And you're a gold digger. Did you see that post I was on? I was going around the girl. Post, post, post. Oh, sorry. There was a post. <laughs> there was a post. I don't know if I shared it with don't you. Don't apologize. Though. I still ain't called Meta to get my Facebook back. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this post of this lady. Um, I, I guess the guy was trying to take her out for ice cream. And she was just like, I'm a grown woman. I ain't got time for this. Da, da, da. She was not trying to go on no ice cream date. I said, child, listen here. Okay. Take that ice cream. I am a woman who loves ice cream. Okay. All right. An ice cream date? Shoots. What flavor do you want? Mm? Cookies and cream? Chocolate chip cookie dough? Superman. Uh, what you want? Cake batter? What you want? Butter pecan? What you want, baby? What you want? Because what? How? I, I don't Like, I feel like that's a, a fun thing to do. I think it's almost like, it kind of gives like a little childlike as well. So I feel like that's another good thing to see in someone that they have like a little bit like a childlike you know um trait you know because they like to have fun and i think that's you know a fun thing Uh, good grief like you can't even go get ice cream like okay all right man dating in this generation is rough (laughs) (laughs) and that's why that's why i said and that's why i said that we just need to be careful and just, Lord, use wisdom. Use wisdom. Oh my gosh! Now I ain't hold you. There are some. There are some rarities out here. Let, let's not. I know we're speaking very negatively on you know dating nowadays, but there are some hopeful situations. I have seen some stories. I have seen people, both personal and you know, obviously hearing stories on on social media, whatever, of of people who are in love and they're making it work. And they're thriving and all that. Again, I know, obviously, you can put up a front on social media and it looked like it's something good. But then if you look behind the scenes, it's crazy. But there are some personal experiences even to see that there are some couples who are actually doing it right. They're doing well. They're they're flourishing. They're in love. The, the marriage is beautiful. They speak highly of each other. They have fun. All this stuff. So I know there's so much negativity in the world right now with dating. But also know that there are some examples of those in whom have gotten it of those in whom are doing it right and they're happy and and it's just bliss so let me let me put that out there because i don't want to be all you know negative and you know people listening they're like oh there's no hope you know it's, it's all bad out here it's not all bad it's what what is being showcased the most is the bad because obviously negativity and drama, you know, that ca- cause, that catches attention more. But also, we got to highlight, there are some people who are actually doing it right. Amen, so. that's true. Yeah, so, you got to look to those. And, I, and, I, and, you know, obviously ask how they did it. How they, how they go about certain things. But yeah, so. 
Very true. So now, all right, so I realize that I've kind of just, like, gotten on the women a lot about the stuff that they do that's wrong and then how to what to look out for. Now, let's flip it around because I love to do this. Women, what you need to be careful for when you're dating (laughs) and approaching a guy, if he leads with his money, and that's his main quality of trying to get with you is impress you by how much money he has, he probably ain't it. Now, he might be misguided. However, typically if a guy's going to lead with his wallet, then he's only trying to get one thing. He's trying to have a transaction. Uh, the, typically. The, the, comp- the compilatory gift? <laughs> yeah. Tip- typically, he's looking for a transaction if he's leading with his wallet. If... Your guy that you are trying to that is trying to pursue you doesn't present himself as a godly man, then you probably don't need to be messing with him. Because here's the thing men, we're smooth talkers. There's one thing we know how to do with women is we know how to talk to y'all. Child. Sure. Be real with you. Has been we we've 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 definitely learned that art because that's what it takes. It takes being able to sweet talk, romance you and tell you the things you want to hear to be able to manipulate your emotions. Because again, everybody knows that women more than men are emotionally led. So all we have to do is press certain buttons to, to manipulate emotions. If all he's doing is trying to sweet talk your pants off, he's only looking for one thing that ain't the one. Now, when y'all do go on a date, right? Ask him about his vision. Because a man without a vision is just is lost. He can't lead you. He can't do anything. He has no vision. He has no direction. So, uh, so when you say vision, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Like vision, his purpose, what he wants to do. That's I'm what you mean. I'm glad you asked. Okay. So, All right, go ahead. yes, purpose is one part of the vision. What do you see yourself in the next X amount of years? Right. What is your ultimate end game? What are your goals? What is your vision for your life? If you want a family, what's the vision for your family? How do you want it to look? So is that that's when you're asking, are you dating to marry or dating with the intent to marry? Right. Yes. But even before, even if you don't. So like even after you ask that question, because these these are questions that you're probably going to ask them like multiple dates in. Like, start probing his mind to see where he is mentally. Is he thinking about what he wants in the future? Or is he just here playing it as he playing it by ear? Because he could say, I want to be married. Because that's a desire. That's fine. I want to be married. That's why I'm dating. Blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. How do you view your marriage that you want to have? What does your marriage look like? What do you guys in ministry look like together? What does this family that you want look like? You can have wants. It's nice to want things. But what's your vision for them? 
all right, you work right now. Let's say I'm using myself as an example. A uh, lady comes to me and says, all right, well, you work as a welder right now. What's your vision? Is that what you want to do for the rest of your life? What are you doing right now to actively pursue your dreams? What are your dreams, your goals? Because one other thing is, ladies, you got to understand is you guys are the nurturers. You guys are the ones who push the man. You guys are the ones that take the vision and basically make it happen. To help. Yeah, to help achieve and cultivate. So you can't cultivate something that's not there. So is that is that like that saying that says, um, you know, you give her a seed. Well, you know what I mean by seed. You know, she'll cultivate and grow a baby. You Mm -hmm. give her a house, she'll make it a home. You give Mm -hmm. her groceries, she'll make a meal. Mm -hmm. So pretty much what you give your, I guess, the woman or and well. As we're talking dating marriage, so what you give your wife, she will multiply it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's, it's important to know who you are dealing with because you want to make sure you're with someone who understands that, you know. And, and understands where of, they're going. Right, right. That is the biggest part. A lot of times you have men trying to lead women, but the men don't even know where they're going. So now you're leading her metaphorically through this like foggy storm. And now she's getting frustrated because she expected there to be a destination. But you didn't tell her about a destination because you didn't have one in mind. You're just trying to go. As a man, you got to come up with the plan. You got to have direction. You got to show that you can lead. That's why you're supposed to be planning these dates and going out and doing all these different things with her. Because it shows one that you know that you know somewhat how to take control and lead. And it shows that you have a vision for this dating already, right? But let's say, all right, you got these ideas from your friend and everything. Cool, whatever. Because some people might not be creative as far as dates go. I wasn't at first. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, you got a whole black book. <laughs> practically. Uh, let's just say blue binder. <laughs> black book okay. is different. But let's say blue binder, right? So now I got a whole blue binder, but he has to know what he wants in order for him to give it to you to cultivate. He has to know the mission plan to pass it down to you. If he don't know where he going, he don't know what he wants. He doesn't know what what the future entails and what it looks like, everything's just foggy to him, then he needs to figure that stuff out and himself out before he dates you or anyone else for that matter. But he ain't ready. And that's something that, ladies, you should look for in that guy, among a lot of other things. Also, I don't know why all these women love, and they, they say it all the time, I love a little thug. All right, well, is that thug leading you to God? Is that thug got a vision? Is he making you know all these things happen legally? Legally, illegally, illegally. <laughs> because if he's a man of God, he's doing it legally. Legally, that's God. That's what I never really understood. Um, but yeah, so, I understand so, y'all want a guy with a little bit of edge, right? Cool. Right, because a parent, God forbid, you know, he's he's a nice guy because nice guys don't, you know, they're not winning out here apparently. Yeah, like you know, they had that phrase, "Nice guys finish last." It's untrue. Nowadays, nice guys just don't finish. Period. 
Or the or the the, the synth. Or or what happens is they finish, but they had to get they had they they could only settle later in life for the woman who's already had her fun and quote unquote. Mm, mm, let me read. Not do that one. But she has now, she's coming to you with three kids with two different baby fathers and telling you she wants you now and wants you to take care of them. <sighs> well, this, this is the society we're living in now, ain't it? Too many, a lot of stories like that. There are. Something along the lines of. I've so known a few. Saying, gosh. So, so we're saying that. We're seeing a lot today where there are men in whom do not know how to lead. And then there are women in whom do not know how to submit. Yes. And you know where that comes from, though? And they're all going to be like, oh, my goodness. That comes from the division of the household. (gasps) Elaborate. I know. Big surprise. Right. And that's why it's affecting the black community much more than any other community. All right, so without going down the oh, it's the government conspiracy, which I mean, <laughs> technically the government did it, so you know, take what you will with that. Uh, a father not being in a house affects both sexes in that dating thing, right? So here's one: mm-hmm. the boy has not grown up with a father, so he has not learned how to have a vision. He has not learned how to be disciplined. He has not learned how to make goals and pursue them. He has not learned how to be mature and emotionally mature. Those are things he's going to learn from the dad. The daughter has not learned to look for those things in the man, first off. And she hasn't been she hasn't been taught to love herself from her father, a man, which makes it easier. And that's why, you know, they talk about, you know, oh, guys look for girls that have daddy issues and don't have them. And we can see them because we can a lot of the times. Why? Because they're starved for attention a lot of times. And I know I'm stereotyping a whole group, but more times than not, this is true. They're starved for male attention because they didn't get it growing up because they didn't have a father in the household. The first time they heard a guy tell them they're pretty, they're beautiful, and all these compliments was from a guy trying to get in their pants. And so then that happens. They didn't watch their parents in the household. So she didn't get to see her mom submitting to a man. All she got to see was my mom is strong and had to do everything on her own. She don't need no man. And guess what? Nine times out of 10, you ask the mom, the moms, I'm tired. I want a man. I want a man in the house to take take over to, you know, quote unquote, take over to lead. Mm -hmm. But they don't have that. So they think that because I saw my mom doing it, this is how I got to do it. I got to be strong. I got to do everything on my own. I don't need no man. I'm independent. I make everything on my own. Make my own money, blah, blah, blah. You know, right? I can um, handle it all. Right. I can handle the world. But you can't handle the world. You weren't built to handle the world. In fact. It wasn't meant to handle the world. Exactly. In fact, it's you put the world on a man's shoulders. And a lot of a lot of us walking around feeling like we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And a lot of us are killing ourselves because of it. That's true. Like, it's a different kind of pressure. Women weren't meant to carry that burden. Everyone has their roles. Women weren't meant to carry that heavy of a load. Right. They were meant to be support. 
different. And men is not supposed to be taken in all by themselves, too, because they're supposed to have the support of their wife. Exactly. Because man was not made not to be alone. Man was not made to make people alone. We need each other. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, that's where it all stems from, for the most part. Most of all these problems are stemming from the fact that the father, having fatherless homes. Because the principles that the father teaches to the son is what he needs before he can get married. There's what he needs to be a man. And the principles that the, the dad teaches the daughter are going to keep her, one, they're going to keep her confident. She's going to grow up in a loving, feeling loved. If it's a, you know, a good father in the household anyway, not a trash one. Um, I'm sorry. We were just talking about the anime characters earlier, so I had to, you know, <laughs> correct that one. <laughs> uh, but, uh, filler words, she, uh, she grows up with a dad in the house that was a man of God, an upright man, a man that's raising his household and doing things the way he's supposed to. Then she knows what she needs to look for in a man. You ever heard the saying that men look for their women, look for their fathers and their potential husbands and men look for their mothers. Mm-hmm. It's because that's what we grew up and identify as that's what it's supposed to look like in the household. So if I grow up and see how my mom and dad are and I see how she is and how it works as a relationship. That's what I'm going to look for because that's what it's supposed to look like. And I'm going to behave and act like my dad because that's how I'm supposed to be. Same for the girls. They're going to go, well, my mom did this. This is a relationship's great. This is how I'm supposed to do because this is what I've been raised and saw. This is what's normal. This is what's supposed to happen. And she's going to look for those qualities that are in her dad and her future husband because that's what it's supposed to be like. But when you break that apart and you have only half of the equation, Dysfunction. one side doesn't know what they're supposed to be. One side doesn't know what they're supposed to look for. Well, so, okay, so as as we're talking dating, because all this is very important. So last week we talked about, you know, what you should look for, qualities, traits, uh, I guess, behaviors in somebody in whom you're dating or you want to date. Excuse me. Um, And so now say you found somebody. So. How long should you be dating? And when I say dating, because I know there's levels to it. So when I say dating at this point, you're getting to know each other. You haven't made it exclusive. So how long do you date until you say, you know what? Let's make this exclusive. All right. So um, as far as dating and the timeline is concerned. Now, when you say dating, you said exclusively, right? So not just, you know, I'm dating around. So when you say dating, you mean relationship, basically. Yeah. So I'm saying from the time you meet somebody, establish, okay, you want to date that person up until the point where y'all both say, okay, let's make this exclusive. How long should that be? I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends on you guys and your relationship. I don't think there's really a, a number for a deadline on that, right? And I don't think we should put numbers on deadlines on those kind of things, because 
from the time y'all meet, y'all could just be getting to know each other and y'all could just be friends for a while. Mm-hmm. Until y'all decide, you know what, let's actually just start dating, right? Right. Y'all could meet and start dating immediately and, you know, and then get into a relationship like a week later because y'all just click like that. So I think it all, just all depends. I think it depends on the people. And I think it depends on the amount of time you guys are spending together and the amount of communication that's happening. Because ultimately, that's what's going to make you make that decision is the amount of time and the amount of communication that's happening back and forth between the two. Okay, I agree. I agree. Like, if I'm sitting here talking to you, you know, for four hours a day, every day, it's not going to take long for us to get into a relationship. Because we're going to quickly find out everything we need to find out. However, if I'm talking to you for four hours a week combined with taking you out once a week, it might it's going to take longer because we're not talking and communicating as much or spending as much time together. Mm. Okay, I agree. Um, I would say also that it does depend on, I guess, the, the couple. Uh, obviously, as you're saying, how long it takes to get to know the person or to get to a point where you feel like you know enough to get to that point to make it exclusive, you know. Um, I would say that I guess you have to really ask the right questions during that time, too, because mm-hmm. before you obviously you're getting to that point of making it exclusive, you kind of want to know if this is someone whom you want to commit to exclusively, you know. So, uh, that's why I think I asked on I think an earlier uh, older episode, um, what what are some things that you bring up front, you know what's too early to bring up certain things, you know like you you gonna say oh well I'm dating to marry on the first date, some people yeah you yes. know you might bring that up maybe the second third date you know, um, I guess to kind of let 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 the person know, you know what it is and what it ain't. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I do think it depends on the couple. Amen. Yeah, it depends on the couple. Okay. So then, whatever that time span is, you get to a point where you say, I bet, let's make this exclusive. Mm-hmm. Then... From there, obviously, the next step would be, okay, and then you're talking marriage or whatever, but we'll, we'll get to that in the next episode. So, at the exclusive part now, so I think now there's a shift in the dynamic in terms of how you guys interact and things that you do. Um, so, I want to bring up the question of, and I think this probably would be brought up beforehand. It could be brought up beforehand, but it's, I think it's really going to be more implemented after making it exclusive. Your thoughts on friends of the opposite sex? Oh, why well, you got to throw this one at me? Because it's an important one. It's it. Listen, mm. it is it is it is a topic. It is a uh, something to think about. Obviously, as you're with somebody, that you know you remember what we said in order to know who you're getting with. A part of that is their 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 friend circle and what that looks like. And so yeah. there are some people who guys who have a good number of, you know, female friends and then you have some girls who have a good number of male friends, you know. So that also plays a part into saying, because as we know, there are people who have different thoughts when it comes to their significant other having opposite friends of opposite sex. 
So, what are your thoughts on that? All right, so check it. Um, I've come a long way, guys, from the er- episode early this year with Pastor David. I, I just want to put that out there because y'all know my answer if you've been listening. You guys know my answer to what? New listeners. All right. Well, to my new listeners, to our new listeners, I said absolutely not. (laughs) If we together, uh, and I was speaking of marriage though. Now, in relationship, it's a little different because we're not married. But I used to say in marriage though, you don't have male friends. I don't have female friends. Like, what you mean? I'm your friend. You my friend. You can have. Like we can have friends, we can have couples for friends, and you can be friends with the guy in that terms. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what you need another male friend for? Nah, I know what we want. <laughs> but um, I've come to you know I've come to realize that that was very, uh, that was not correct thinking. Um, that was very uh. No, nah, I ain't no, jealousy because I, I definitely ain't jealous. As as society, I think it was territorial. As culture says, culture says, oh, you being insecure. I definitely went insecure. insecure? <laughs> no, it ain't insecure at all. It was more of, I, I understand what the dudes are. There's a joke that a couple of comedians tell, and it's along the same lines. Chris Tucker, I'm sorry, Chris Rock says it. Uh, Matt Reif says it, right? <clears throat> Women can have guy friends because women can separate that and be like, he's just my friend. I don't want to do anything else with him, right? But guys can't have women friends. Why? Because a guy's woman friend is just a woman he ain't smashed yet. And given the opportunity, whether married or not, if he can get away with it, a lot of men will do it. There are some men who... Do not fit said category, but I hear what you're saying. No, that's why I said a lot of men. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and yeah, so that's why most men that are, you know, used to be doing certain things or even just know, they're like, listen, it's not that I don't trust you. I don't trust him in taking advantage of you in any moment of weakness. Just like I don't trust myself in a moment of weakness with anybody in a red dress after we get into a fight. What the sweat? <laughs> I and they always seem to come around that time. Like, listen, like Matt Rice said, man, like he's like, oh, he said what? Oh no, he doesn't That's like crazy. me. That's crazy. In the meantime, he's unzipping his pants. No, I can't believe he said that. Let me let me be a comfort right now. Let me cheer you up. Exactly. Like it's 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 just how it is. Like don't get me wrong, all relationships ain't like that. They're not. I have a couple women who I'm friends with that all we are is friends. I got one. Well, and the difference I think for me though is the women that I have that are friends. I'm not gonna lie. They couldn't walk up on me and try to seduce me and me just be strong and not be tempted to do it. However, the ones that I have that are like sisters to me, I ain't even looking at them sexually. I got one that's like a sister to me, Raven. 
And I told her this the moment I met her. I was like, Raven, I have never looked at you any other way besides a sister from the moment I met you. And she's a very attractive woman. But it's just like, that's just how it's been. That's how we locked. Our, that's how our spirits, you know, connected to each other. Instantly, we both knew that's family, right? Right. Other people might not be the case. You know, I might have, you know, be someone that's like a sister now. And I might have had thoughts before. But. That's just like that's that's kind of like how it is. Anyone that's I'm a sister to me, I don't look at them any kind of sexual way. Don't think about anything about them like that because that's the relationship we have. We're past that. Like I have now, we are we are like family. But friends, let me tell you about friends. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, tell them about them friends. Friends are the ones I have to stay away from when I'm feeling when I'm having any kind of struggles. Cause friends, I will lay down. I'm just being real. The ones that are just friends, quote unquote. Yeah, they could all just yeah, they could all get it. Which is why the ones that are friends, if I'm in a relationship, boy, they never get they'll never get a text from me. I won't be talking to him at all, like straight up, because if I know there's a potential for me to be tempted by you, then I don't need to be talking to you. And that's how I feel about that in a relationship. Like, I'm not saying y'all can't have friends, have your friends. But I'm saying if you have a friend that, you know, can tempt you, then you don't need to be talking to that person while you're in a relationship and if you get married then you don't need to have that person as a friend anymore period and also if you have a friend and that friend doesn't know how to respect the relationship they need to go if that friend is constantly pushing boundaries talking and talking and bringing up subjects that are inappropriate if that friend you know is looking at you a certain way because they want you that's not your friend. Get rid of him. That's a snake. How do you feel about friends with exes? I think that's fine. And hear me out on this, right? I think some people jump into relationships too quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And so you end up finding out that this you, this person is a friend of yours, and you jump in a relationship and date them, and you realize, all right, this ain't working. But y'all are such good friends. Y'all friends afterwards. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, okay. I personally haven't experienced it, but hey, ain't nothing wrong with that because I've met people like that. Mm-hmm. I met someone like that uh, two years ago when I was at a party uh, uh, at a sister's house and she uh, two of her friends were divorced, you know, co-parent and everything. And you couldn't tell that they weren't married when they were at the party. They were just best of friends because mm. after having years of marriage, they realized we don't work as a couple. We work better as friends, and they are best of friends. Mm. Now, one could argue they probably should get, they should probably have stayed married. But hey, I don't know the situation. I just know what I saw. But they were best of friends. So some people can be best of friends, and they should have never gotten to a relationship to begin with. But sometimes, you know, you might have feelings or whatever, and you might go, man, we're so good at being friends. We should try this relationship thing because it just makes sense. That's where logic can actually fail, you guys. Um, and so that happens. So I don't think having exes as friends is a bad thing. Now, (laughs) on the other side of the coin, 
if y'all was together because all y'all did was act like some little rodents and just all day, right? I am. And then y'all broke up and y'all still got that attraction and all y'all want to do is just all day. You don't need to be friends with that person. If your ex is not respecting the boundaries of the relationship that you have now, you don't need to be friends with that person. If if you're dating somebody and they're friends with their ex and their ex takes priority in their lives, you might not need to be dating that person. That's uh, that's some insight. Can you not? <laughs> that's 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 some insight. Okay, um, as a woman, no. <laughs> so um, go ahead, as a woman. So yes, as you said in the beginning, that women handle friendships of opposite sex differently than guys do. Uh, as we hear, a majority. Right now, let's 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 not because as you said that you know guys you know friends are just you know they have female friends just you know friend to whom they ain't had opportunity to smash <sighs> that goes for women too you know if yeah, as you said she get lonely enough or or feel some type of way enough you know she you know, do what to do but I will say um, I am a woman in whom has a good number of male friends um and i have made that known in every relationship that i've been in to say listen from up front i have a lot of guy friends i'm gonna let you know what it is and what it ain't it is that i have a lot of male friends but it ain't the fact that you know it's something shiesty going on you know streets (laughs) excuse what was that what was that put it on Okay, Um, and I will also say that no one has had an issue with any of my guy friends that I was with, because that's just, I, I, as you said, like, I was like, you know what, it's just friendship, like, it's nothing, nothing else, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. and I just have that, that mentality, right, so again, as you also said, like, the guy is just like, you know, it trusts me. But they may not trust the guy, you know. So you pretty much go on based on what I'm saying in terms of, you know, them being a friend, whatever, right? So when I would say, you know, I have, you know, a good number of guy friends, I bring up the guy friends, you know, who they are, you know, as, as situations come up, I, I talk about them. And some of them have met them, you know, and see, oh, ain't nothing here. Yeah, because ain't nothing here because I, I ain't trying to have nothing, you know. Like, I, I don't want that type of mess, you know. Um I have also been in a place where I have dated guys in whom had female friends. A good number of female You said female. Yes, because I'm speaking in the categorized sense, not the noun sense. We talked about this. Anywho, I don't so you. in the adi- in, in, in an adjective way, yes. So, <laughs> um, and I'm not going to lie. I had, a, I had an issue with it, you know, because, you know, as they say, like the woman intuition, 
You know, you know how women can be, you know. But at the same time, you know, there are instances where it's just like, oh, no, they just friends. Like, it's cool, you know. Um, so I think that really does take maturity and growth, but it also takes to know who you're dealing with, too, you know. Um, I think when you talk about trusting someone is that, you know, even if their friends do something, you know, and they, you know, they see it, they know it'll be like, all right, let's nip that in the bud. Or, you know, you are causing issues here or you stepping boundaries. Nah, I got to let you go. Or, you know, you got to keep distance or whatever. You know, you're going, they're going to do what they need to do. Because that's not my place to start saying something, like trying to do something. That's your friend, you know. So you got to kind of put that in check, you know. Um, But, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I take these streets. <laughs> I'm just, you know, and 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 I and I I'm not super mad at that. I, first of all, I know I know all, I ain't I'm for the joking, streets. All right? Nah, nah. Yeah. Let's let's clarify it for the listeners. Oh yeah, let's ain't for the streets at all. Okay, no, she's, she's not. That is a. I'm on the porch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't on the sidewalk. I'm on the porch. Okay. Um, because I just woman, I, all right? like, oh okay, hello. I'm trying my best every day, um, but. Yeah, but when it comes to me having guy friends, I just I I have those boundaries and I set them. So they ain't nothing nothing going on, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's you know, everyone doesn't have that that thought process. Um, and also oh, another question I would bring up is um, so when you're dealing with this particular, you know, situation, there are some people in whom have uh like say the guy sees the girl's male friends and sees that one of her male friends is doing some shisty stuff because guys can point out when guys are doing some shisty stuff and he goes to his woman and say hey, yo uh so and so he doing x y and z da, 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 you need to knit that mm-hmm. that that need to that need to end because he doing whatever because sometimes your partner doesn't see it they're oblivious they ain't thinking nothing of it but the partner can see when the friend may be doing something the same way for a woman, you know, uh, her, her man have female friends and she can see one of them friends is doing a little, little, little too friendly. Huh? And then she goes and say, Hey babe, listen, uh, so-and-so. Yeah. She, she doing too much and she doing X, Y, and Z, da, da. You need to nip that. What, what would you do if you were in such situation? I'll listen to it. All right. Wait, wait, are we talking dating or marriage? Cause Marriages, I'm listening Ooh. without a question. Well, right, we, she cut off. we got to the we got it to the point of exclusivity. Okay, exclusivity relationship. Um, yeah. Then I'm gonna heed her warning, for the most part. Like I might go and be like, this. I'm, this I'm probably gonna ask her to explain. It. I'm yeah, going to ask her to explain herself. Like we gotta, yeah. Got like we're not about to. For example, like I had one before with a previous girlfriend, and you know, Raven, the one I was talking about, right? The one that I've never looked at anything besides a sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one post It was back when she had just graduated high school She graduated like a year after me Or two years after me And she had a picture up that showed a lot of cleavage I commented And told her to put them things up oh. I ain't trying to see that when I open my Facebook <laughs> I remember this And I go into church I'm getting blo- my girlfriend at the time Blowing my phone up I'm like what in the world going on and she's like, I knew it. You're talking to other women, blah, 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 and this, and this, and this. And I'm just like, fam, what's wrong with you? And she brings up that post. And I'm like, 
Hey, man, that's my sister. You got to chill. My sister went off on her. Oh, wow. My sister, it, it, like, it was rough. My sister got on her Facebook, oh. went and messaged her, went off on her. And then they were cool afterwards. Somehow, because she realized that she had screwed up, my girlfriend at the time. But point is, if she would have told me at that time, I don't want you, because she did tell me, I don't want you talking to her. And I was like, well, then you can kick rocks. This is my sister who's been here for me for, what, a decade now? We've known each other? Ten years. Yeah, something like that. It might not have been ten years. It was under ten years. It was closer to it than it wasn't. And I'm like, you can kick rocks. I met you six months ago. We've been dating for 20 days. (laughs) Like, I don't know where you think you getting, where you get off telling me how to deal with my life, and we just got in a relationship less than a month ago? Like, so you got to be careful. First off, you got to be careful how you approach your partner about these things. But secondly, like, you can't just bring demands like that. You got to let them know about what it is and let them make the decision most of the time, right? You can tell them you feel uncomfortable about things, but yeah. as the receiving person, if she would have told me, hey, I don't like the way that you're talking to her, blah, 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 we would have a conversation about it. And I would have been like, all right, explain this and this and this. Now, we did have a, another moment before where I was flirting with somebody else. I'm going to be completely honest. I was flirting with somebody else because at that time in my life, this was, I got in a relationship with her right before I started to have my little, uh, uh, whore phase. So, um, I was already gearing up towards it and it kind of got like side quested with her. Like I decided to do a side quest on my way to doing all to becoming Barney from how I met your mother. Um, (laughs) and so I, I did flirt and I flirted a lot. And when she told me she didn't like that person that I was talking to, I said, okay, fine. That person's, you're not not comfortable with me talking to that person because we have a very flirtatious relationship. Like it was like, not even gonna lie. Both of us flirted with each other a lot openly. There was nothing that was going to come of it, but it was the fact that that's what we did. That's just how our relationship was. And she didn't like it. We didn't talk for the we didn't talk for the time that I was dating her then. I told her, all right, I understand. But you gotta know how to receive that, and the person has to know how to come to you with that information. It's not a ultimate, it should never be an ultimatum of you have to pick me or this person. It should always be a this is what I feel about this person. This is what I see this person is doing. Now, don't be wrong. Like you said, we see things uh, differently about the same sex than we than the opposite sex will. So let's say you and I are dating right now, Christina, and I got a friend, and you tell me that, hey, she's trying to sleep with you. I'm going to say, man, you tripping. How? I just need you to explain how. The moment you explain how to me, and I go, oh, snap. You're right. She is doing that. All right. Cool. She done. I won't be going over there anymore. I won't be talking to her like that anymore. Why? Because it's about I value what I'm trying to build with you as this relationship is going over the friendship that I know is not going to that point And it's just a friendship. And especially if I see the signs, too, of this person is trying to do this, then nah, 
Like I got a friend right now. The uh I got a friend right now, Aaron. Uh 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 and she uh I've had multiple women over the past few years tell me, Hey, she like you, bro. And I was like, Nah, that ain't it. And over time they kept telling me different women, Michael, she wants and likes you. And it wasn't until this year where I was like, Ah, right, yeah, y'all telling the truth. Y'all telling because what they saw back then, which was subtle things that I was too thick headed to do to see. They knew what they were talking about, and it wasn't until this year I realized it. Why? Because said girl was not stopped being so subtle, and now she's being blatant about it and making it obvious. And I'm like, man, she acting crazy now. Blah blah blah. And they like, what have we been we telling you? To tell you right. And I'm like, oh, y'all right. Now, if I was in a relationship with one of those women at that time, oh, that'd have been done. Oh, she acting like this? All right, done. Because that ain't my wife. I know that. We might be friends, and we might have been good friends for like 10 years now. But she ain't my wife. Mm. And yeah, she is kind of, you know, you know, kind of pushing a little boundary a little bit. So yeah, that's out. So I think it's about it's about it's a respect thing. Yeah. If I, I w- okay. mm-hmm. yeah, I would say like for me, um, there was a point in time where I had an issue, and I would say that you know I was like, "Ooh, this don't look right," or you know, "It don't sound right," whatever. Um, in some instances, I was right. In some instances, I was wrong, and so I think it really is a situational thing. But again, I think it really boils down to you trusting who you are with. And you know how that person is. You know they don't play that. When they tell you it's this and this and this, then it is. You know, and that's where the trust comes in. Um, And then also you trust that that person knows how to check it. Right. And that they're open enough if it was a, a moment where they don't see something that someone's trying to, you know, get at them or whatever, that they will be open enough to hear you out and kind of, you know, assess and go further. But yeah, yeah, I've, I've had some trials and errors with that one. Uh, but nevertheless, God is good and uh, growth is very good. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, yeah, I've had, yeah, I've had, I would say real quick, I had, a, um, I had a situation where uh, an ex of mine was jealous of the fact that I had guy friends and I wanted to go see one of my guy friends because uh, I was like in the area and I had told my ex at the time that I had let him know, hey, I'm going to go see, you know, so-and-so, whatever. Child, I went through some mess with my ex because he was like oh you know he's trying to get with you da, da, da. and it was just all wrong it was all it was just it was so wrong there was no no facts there was no no evidence no nothing just just and, and never met him never seen him you know nothing like that and just assumed that man's trying to get with me never tried to get with me ain't even like that you know um but I obviously later realized that there was some insecurity and um, some uh, territorial issues. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know the I funny really... thing about that, though, 
I'm not what? even trying to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I'm done. Go ahead. So the insecurity thing, right? Mm-hmm. What breeds insecurity from that? Um, probably experience dealing with it. Betrayal. Right. So someone who's been betrayed in that way is going to feel insecure about those things whether they know how to voice it as an insecurity and why that happened or not. So sometimes, um, and and this is what I got from speaking with Pastor David about that, right? About insecurities. And I was like, well, why I got to do this and this and this? Is she insecure? That's her fault. She need to work that out. And you come to realize everything's a partnership, right? Mm. And that one person might be insecure about something that happened in the past like that. Sometimes, especially when it comes to things that happen in a relationship, those things don't get worked out just on their own. They get worked out from having a functional relationship. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like you should just, you know, automatically every person that's insecure, you should just put up with the insecurity the whole time. But um, what I am saying is that Sometimes you need to be patient with someone who might have insecurities about, you know, certain things like that, because sometimes it came from the past and you might need they might need to experience what an actual relationship is supposed to be like in order to develop that kind of trust. And sometimes you got to be able to take it slow and you got to be patient with them. So you're pretty much giving reassurance. Yeah. Reassure and, you know, have patience with them and uh, things of that nature. Because um, I don't. Uh, everybody that uh, everybody that at, that has an issue like that shouldn't just be cast aside and be like, well, you insecure and you, you know, I can't deal with that. And I need someone who's secure enough in themselves and everything. Look, some people have been betrayed and hurt badly. You know, uh, the girl that I was speaking of that, you know, had the issue with my sister and everything. She had been betrayed and hurt. And this is why I say, I always say that that relationship I put that one on me and people, you know, people try to tell me, well, no, you can't control how other people are and everything. And I'm like, that's true. But the reason I put that one on me is because I saw the insecurities and I, instead of being like reassuring and everything, I acted like, well, you should just get over that mess on your own. And while that might be a nice thought, it's not that's not how it always works and instead of me reassuring her and i was doing things opposite because i was a flirt and because of these things i made her her insecurities and her what people may call paranoia i justified it instead of me reassuring her to you know to help her move past these things I justified every emotion that she had and feeling about the way I was behaving, about the way that things seemed by the way that I was behaving. If somebody is insecure because they've been cheated on and now they don't, they have trust problems. 
because now everything they see is through the lens of this is what happened before when I got cheated on. Because, again, this is how we learn. We learn from experience. So if my experience is, man, that person, they're sending me a, a generic message. Oh, man, that's kind of odd. You know, the last time this happened, he was talking to somebody else. Oh, he keeps telling me everything's fine, but, man, he's smiling and flirting with this girl pretty hard and doing things for her. Last time this happened was when, oh, my last guy cheated on me because he was messing with her. So they start to think that these things that look like this were that last time. So if it looks like this again, it has to be that same way. It's, it's it's really it's really touchy it's really touchy Ooh. right yeah i've been i've been on both sides of that so, and it's it's not easy um but again as i said thank god for growth uh continual growing and learning um oh my god yeah, i think that's what makes it worse what happened i think that's what makes it worse about that whole situation is because the girlfriend I had before her was cheating on me six months, and I found out from my homeboys. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, listen, I feel like a good majority of people have relationship betrayal and hurts and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people cheating on them or doing things behind their back or not treating them right and stuff. And it's, it's very difficult. And obviously that comes with. You know, healing and doing the work on your own. But I do, as I said in the last episode, that there is healing that comes within being in a healthy relationship as well. Um, And obviously being with, yeah, being with someone in whom can show you the healthy side of things, you know, and having that patience with them is important, too, Um, because nobody is perfect. And very, very minimal of people are not going into a relationship with some type of baggage. You know, so I I think just that support um, and and learning them and trying to understand them is is something that's definitely helping in that healing process for them. And even for yourself, you know, just doing that together um, can be beneficial. But, yeah. Yep. So before y'all get to this point, though, y'all need to make sure that you are in this point while you're in the all right we're actually dating now y'all need to make sure that you are of an equal yoking right before you get past this committed stage to the engagement and marriage stage right Mm -hmm. and so first off what is a yoke right um when we talk about a yoke and you know it comes from old times i know a lot of people hear about this in biblical sense the yoke was a was a device. It was a tool that they would put on two ox together to bind them together. It would go around their necks to keep them together, right? Because you didn't the way that you had it, you didn't have a your plows would be pulled by two ox. And so, why they say don't have be unequally yoked and be equally yoked is you don't put two ox that are different sizes together. It's going to be crooked. Yeah, because one ox is going to pull one way and it's going to pull the ox, the other ox that same way. 
and they're going to go where that big ox wants to go. You want them to be the same size and the same strength. That way, everything goes in a straight line the way you need it. When it's unequal, it goes, it favors one over the other. And so you don't have a, you don't end up in going in a straight way. Also, it's less productive. If you put an adult with a child, the adult's pulling all the weight. And the child's not pulling anything. And so when they say that, it's the same thing about relationships. And that's just not even just these, but like friendships as well as those kind of relationships is you don't want to be unequally yoked. What they mean is you want to have when you got when you when you bond yourself together with somebody, you want to bond yourself with someone who's uh, that's alike you, alike you. And that is close to the same level in certain things of you. They have the same mentality and mindset of you. Yeah, that complements you. Yeah, basically. You don't want to, and that's why they talk about so much about, you know, uh, about believer and not believer because, you know, they, they think of that as the primary thing, but it's more than that. Both of y'all can be believers and be unequally yoked. If one of you guys um, is, you know, financially responsible and the other person doesn't believe in financial responsibility they believe in well i have money as long as i have money i should spend it because i need to feel good about everything well i'm sorry i'm speaking generally let's say they want to they spend money because they say well i got money and it's supposed to be spent and they don't want to save but the other person wants to save that's an unequal yoking it's going to create problems in the household now it's going to create problems in a relationship because you have one person that wants to do one thing as a goal and the other person that's literally the opposite in countering that. You can't get anything done. So it goes beyond even the spiritual thing of, oh, are you saved or not? Do you believe in God or not? Right. I even believe it goes to the point of even like I was saying on a previous episode, like, you know, when I said, you know, one of the requirements for my wife is she's not it's not just good enough for her to be a believer. She has to, you know be of a certain you know she gotta be cut from a certain cloth same like basically same thing i'm looking out for a certain yoking uh, a certain person to be yoked with because she can just be a regular believer and our marriage can end up failing because of that because again there's much stuff as i got going on attack wise coming at me now can only imagine the stuff that's going to come when I'm getting married. The stuff that I see my leaders have to go through in their families, the spiritual attacks in that matter. If my person, if the woman I get with is not strong enough for that, then we're not equally yoked spiritually. What's your thoughts on that, Rennie? Uh, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, I see. <laughs> uh, I agree. It's, it's definitely more than the believer unbeliever because there are a lot of believers and who are together, and they're still unequally yoked. Um, and like I said, in values and, and mindset in in certain areas. Um, but I think that's part of the getting to know uh, aspect because certain things you won't know until like that. You're not gonna find that out on the first date. But as time goes on. You know, and I would say even after you make it exclusive, some things you may not even find out till then. 
you know, because mm-hmm. it's just situational. You don't, you know, it is, you know, what it is. Um, but I think that's important to kind of just learn that person, you know, and ask, ask the questions, have the conversations, um, you know, even those difficult conversations to see like where they are and, you know, how they think and, you know, what they believe. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very dangerous to, to be dealing with someone and not only to be able, because then obviously that's going to cause friction. It's going to cause tension. It's going to cause chaos. It's going to cause a lack of peace, you know? So that's not necessarily something in which you want to build upon. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's a no bueno. Definitely. And one thing, all right. So even with, in, in with the equal yoking thing, right? So one thing that I was, goodness, how in the world did I just forget what I was about to say? The message happened again. I was thinking about the entire time you were just speaking. Ah, it's gonna come back to you. Ah, this happened last podcast too. It did. Ah, well, I guess you can speak again. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, I was I was gonna change the subject just just a smidgen off of it, but you can come back to it. Mine was gonna change it too, so yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna change it first. Um, so yes, so now that we talk, I remember. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, one important thing. Now, switching from equally yoking, right? Well, we're talking about being in the relationship stage. There's something very, 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 very important that I need all of everybody to understand. Relationship stage is not being married. So while you may want to show some qualities of marriage that you up you have and show that you have those things, don't treat it like a marriage because y'all not married. So don't be giving that person married things or doing married things for that person. And I'm not just talking about sex. Now, now, now. I, wait, we talked about this in the last part. Did we? Because I, yeah, because okay. I mentioned, I said, what does that look like? Because obviously, um, as we look at the biblical traits of a husband or biblical traits of a, of a wife. We did. You're right. When you're right. When you're at, at this point, I think of exclusively dating somebody that you're trying to see if they have those traits because mm-hmm. you're not going to find that out after you done said, I do. You have to see if they have the ability to be submissive or to protect, provide, and to be gentle and to love and, you know, be able to cook and, you know, be able to take care of the home. And they have some type of like all those different traits for both the husband and the wife. You kind of want to see some type of, no, you, know, you can see uh, it now w- when I was saying that. So let's take the cooking and clean thing, for example, right? Mm-hmm. I can cook you a meal, and in fact, I prefer to cook, so I love cooking. So I can cook you a meal and make have a nice romantic dinner at the house. All right, that shows that I can cook. So I, I, I can cook in the household. You come to my house, you see it clean. So clearly, I can clean the household. Mm-hmm. But what does it not look like? It doesn't look like, what, what should I not be doing? I shouldn't be at your house in my underwear click, cooking all the time. I shouldn't be coming over your house to clean your house all the time. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean about that. Like, show the qualities, but you shouldn't be doing married things for the person. Uh-huh. Okay, so so uh, I guess that depends on how, how do you limit that? Because I would say, for instance, like a guy, if he's providing and he's paying for certain things, whatever, 
Like, how does he limit that? You gonna put a limit on how much you spend? But I think also it depends, again, how far y'all into the relationship. Are you getting ready to, like, are you already seeing her as a wife at this point? You seeing her as, like, I'm getting ready to propose and that kind of deal? Y'all talked about marriage and y'all getting married? So that's what I say. It depends. Like, it depends on how far y'all deep into it. And and especially as far as the money thing goes, like, I guess it depends on what you're spending the money on, too. Like, because like I said, I had a pastor, I think I talked about this in the last one, I had a pastor before that paid for his wife's rent the entire time she was in school. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. But you know the difference is? Hmm. He already knew that he was going to marry that woman. Like, he already knew. They had been together a couple years already. He already knew. The only reason he didn't marry her is because they were in school in different places. One's at Alabama, one's at North Carolina A&T. So, obviously, you're not about to get married and just be two states away from each other going to different campuses. They graduated. They got married. But the entire time, he was paying for it because they both knew they were getting married. Right? So, that's one thing you can be like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's something you do for your wife. He already knew he was getting married. But you know what they weren't doing? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) We understand. I'm just saying. I hear you. I hear you. Um, you know, I think it really, yeah. I, I it depends, right? Yeah, I understand what you mean. I do. Um, okay, so now I'm going to change it. Now I'm going to change it. So now Don't that we've talked no about. <laughs> now that we've talked about not being unequally yoked, all right? You're with somebody in whom you're not unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. And it's going great. It's going wonderful. You guys learn each other, enjoying each other. The the, the relationship's going well, all that. So obviously as believers, you know, you need to have a couple things in which I would say things. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say things in which go into a, a committed relationship in general. And then obviously ones that go towards being a believer. Okay. Mm hmm. So, Within a committed relationship, a uh, committed relationship meaning is important as it helps each partner experience a sense of security. Uh, benefits of staying in a committed relationship is emotional intimacy, mutual growth and support, trust and security, shared experiences and memories, and long-term happiness and fulfillment. So those are just a, a couple things in which you know are the benefits that come with being in a committed relationship. So as we speak as... Uh, believers um i think one of the most important things is obviously that you choose somebody or you're with somebody who values their relationship with god as much as you do so i guess as you said about being that spiritually um not being unequal spiritually that you're dealing with somebody in whom takes their relationship with god seriously you know because obviously if one person doesn't another one does that can cause some type of you know tension too um also, you know, obviously dating with the intent of getting married. So you have that, that long-term, you know, goal in your mind. Um, uh, one of my favorite things is looking at, um, and I heard somebody say this, but like we look at First Corinthians 13 and how it talks about love and take the person in whom you're with, put their name in where it says charity, if you're reading the King James Version, or love and see if it lines up. 
and uh, that that that's a good. I I love when I heard that because then I started <laughs> started thinking about people. I was just like, let me take so and so's name and put it here and see how how it lines up or how it doesn't. You know, if it's true or not. If it's like you want to be able to put that person's name in where it says love. For the most part, it doesn't work out for everything when I when I look in this chapter. But for a majority of those statements, if the if it's true, cool. If it's false, then you know, kind of try to work on that. I have a conversation, whatever. Um, but I think that's a really important scripture to read um, when knowing what love is, because obviously Jesus is love. Jesus is agape. I know there's different forms of love, but obviously Jesus is love. And um, also throw in love is not just a feeling. It is an action. It's a verb. Okay, cool. All right. So <laughs> there's that. Um, relying on God uh, when uh, times get difficult. So obviously relationships are not perfect. They come with challenges. They come with issues and, and struggles. But, never, you know, you obviously lean on God and, you know, you go to God about the situation uh, for clarity, for direction, um, together, you know, just trying to work that out for God to lead you and to help you, you know, obviously overcome those hardships. Um, so obviously with your conflict resolution, you know, that you're seeking God, that you're praying, uh, that there's grace, there's, there's forgiveness, there's, you know, there's mercy. I don't know. Yeah. Mercy, I guess. And you guys just, you know, work it out best you can. Obviously it's done in love and, you know, hopefully, you know, you can move forward and continue on. Um, let's see what else, what else, what else. Love, a <laughs> word that comes and goes. Um, obviously, oh, also, mm-hmm. important thing, obviously, when you're in a relationship, do not lose your individuality. I know you're spending time with the person and you're doing all this stuff and you're trying to cultivate something with this person and make memories together and all that. But it's also important to have still have a sense of individuality, not independence, individuality, which means you still have your own hobbies and things that you like and things that you do and stuff. You know, uh, everything and every waking moment is not something with y'all together. You know, it. you know, you still can do things on your own, have your own stuff, you know, amen. Um, what else? Yeah, what else? be you. Yeah, like, you still, you, you know, because that's what got the person to you, because you were you. Let's not all of a sudden just throw away things that you like and like to do and, and your own hobbies and, 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 and neglecting your friends and all that because you don't got in a relationship. You know, that that's not cool. <laughs> um, I would also say, like, I know there are some couples in whom, you know, they, they do go above and beyond when it comes to uh, I guess having, you know, I don't make it sound bad, but there are some couples who, you know, they praying all the time. They reading scripture all the time. They, you know, very, very, you know, they're, they're, they're doing as much as they can. Or they're doing a lot to make sure that, you know, God is the center of their relationship. And don't get me wrong, to each their own, right? But I will say, I think the foundation of having a relationship, I would say as a believer, is God being the center of it. So, when we're reading the scriptures, we're reading the word, um, looking at how we should carry ourselves individually and then how we should also treat others is very important. And obviously those things can be used as while you're in a relationship as well. Um, so obviously what I said about first Corinthians 13, looking at what love mean, uh, what love means and, and the different characteristics of that. Uh, also, you know, the fruit of the spirit, that's a very big one. You know, obviously you judge a tree by the fruit that bear. 
and he's looking at the fruit of spirit you got the love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance and those are things in which you should be able to see and that should be cultivated within the relationship as well um and just you know having a prayer life you know with the person now obviously you're still working out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling <laughs> but obviously when you're with somebody you guys can worship together y'all can you know listen to to, to to worship music and gospel music together you know if you're into the christian hip-hop i am <laughs> um that's another thing you know praying together um you know things that nature just you know continuing to cultivate the relationship with god being the center and obviously that being the direction um yeah and just just supporting each other you know in in love and god just you know being the center of it all and guiding you along i'm glad you said that um uh-huh now i'm glad you said that about the uh about uh uh, the uh, the thing, uh, worshiping together and praying together, right? Because mm-hmm. I am a big, big advocate for doing that while dating. Because, one, I need to see how much you love Jesus. <laughs> I need to see you worship. I need to see what that relationship looks like between the two of y'all. I know what, how, what mine is, right? But I need to see it. And I need you to see that I'm doing the same thing. So it's not just talk. Because at the end of the day, I can't say that I'm going to lead you spiritually and never show you a spiritual thing. So as a woman, you need to see me, you know, worshiping. You need to see an instance of me, you know, especially if we committed in a relationship on my face, on the floor, you know, Jesus. Wailing and travailing. Okay. <laughs> you know, you I mean, you ain't gonna see that one that often, but you need to see at least one time. Like before we get here, married, here you, you ain't pray. seen me. <laughs> you haven't seen me crying out to God before we got married, honey. That means I don't do it. Mm-hmm. We dating all this time, and you haven't seen me intercede for you or pray for you, pray over you. That's an indicator of what's coming in the future. It's not happening. And same thing for the guy. Like, I need to see her praying. I need to know what that prayer life looks like. What, you know, where you are prayer, prayer, ugh, prayer wise. Like, are you still reciting the Lord's prayer? Or are you like sweating like a, a Pentecostal preacher in a tent going in like, you know, Shandalaha? Right. I I need to see where you are. Where are you at? Are you a quiet worshiper and prefer that? Or are you a makeup don't matter? I'm on my face crying and all this worshiper. I need to know that. Get the sheet sheet, because she's sweating. Right. Because if you see me and when I worship and let's say I have a moment where I just fall down to my knees and I just throw my face on the floor and I'm crying and that makes you feel uncomfortable because that's not the way that you do things and all of that. And then that kind of thing makes you uncomfortable and you don't want to be around it. Then we need to know that now. Oof. And again, it you need to see because it's about capability, especially I feel like when it comes from the man, you need to see that from the man, because if I'm going to be the pastor over your home. 
right? And I'm going to cover you in prayer and inter- and I'm going to be the uh, and I'm going to intercede for you. I'm going to lay hands on you while we're in the marriage and speak these things over you. Speak the word of God as the prophet over your life. You need to see that I got the connection with God and I'm capable of doing those things before you get married. That's a lot to just be trusting off of somebody's word. Right. And vice versa, if I get sick and these things are happening and I need someone to be in my corner and pray for me because I can't get everything I don't have the strength to do everything for myself. I need to see that you can do that as well. I agree. Uh, one that, uh, okay. I have uh, seen myself grow at, in my prayer life. And I can say for every relationship that I've been in, a praying woman I have been. Okay, Um, I am not shy about going to the throne of grace about anything, Um, but even much more so, um, I've learned more and more the importance of prayer uh, within a relationship because, I mean, it's not going to hurt nobody, you know, if anything is going to help. And it keeps you kind of grounded, too, and guided as well. Um, And so I've learned to, like, really pray about a relationship. Um, you know, obviously it, you know, as, as I said, the fruit of spirit, you know, being cultivated within it, um, protection over the relationship, um, you know, that they're, you know, the love prosper and, and, you know, uh, guidance and, you know, collectively, individually just growing in God and, you know, letting there be, you know, um, grace and forgiveness and, you know, uh, you know, obviously when the hard times come to rely on God, all this stuff, like I'll be. Yeah, and I think that has gone, that has grown as I've uh, gone through certain relationships and seeing things in which are like important to be praying over uh, within a relationship. But yeah, I, I, I am a praying woman. I am, uh, and I've, I've, you know, always try to go to prayer because it's after I pray, it makes me feel like at ease. You know, as the scripture says, you know, do not be anxious, but with all prayer and supplication, make a request known unto God. That is what I do, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think prayer is just is such a, you know, it's such a good thing to do, especially with the person whom you're with, you know, because it, it, it does draw a connection too, you know, to be able to pray with the person you're with. It's so nice. You know, I, I think I, I think it's, it's, it's something that's very, um, I don't know if I want to say intimate, you know, but it, it's a nice thing to do, you know. No, but straight up, it is intimate, though. So we don't like to think of it that way. But that is a spiritually intimate moment. If you're sharing an intimate moment with God with somebody else, you're being you're sharing an, you're that's you guys being intimate with each other as well. Yeah, I trust and you I'll... enough to bring you into this intimate moment that I'm having with the Lord right now. Yeah, like if we're praying like uh, for each other or about our relationship and union, then you know, of course, that's that's important too. And I think that also shows to kind of see what the person, I guess, views their relationship as to right. kind of hear what they pray about. But I also will throw in perhaps fasting too, because I've been in a place where I, like I have word. fasted. What? What do you mean? I don't like that word. 
What what word do you use? I don't know. I just prefer not to think of fasting. What what's wrong with fasting? We do it so much. Well, <laughs> as the scripture says, these things only come but by. Okay, so there's some things in which you gotta turn down your plate. Okay, all right, you gotta yeah. I know. Yeah. We do but it so much. I, but I would say, but listen, if it is to grow the relationship in that aspect, if y'all both agree to, you know, have a day where y'all fast, you know, just to continue to grow, what? What? What's the enemy going to do? Enemy can't do nothing. Like, because y'all just, y'all got that power. You know, y'all got that connection, you know. And obviously, as I said, you center, but, you know, God is the center. And y'all cultivating that together. What? Yeah, shoot. Devil ain't gonna look at y'all and be like, all right, I'm gonna leave them alone. <laughs> but yeah. Very true. But yeah, these are definitely things y'all should be doing. And and in that relate like you said, in that relationship stage, these are uh these are things that you guys should be doing together and experiencing together. Because, again, it shouldn't wait until, oh, we're married now. This is the first time we're going to fast. Yeah. First time we're going to pray is when we get married together. Like, that makes... I almost want to say it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, I don't think it really makes sense. We we got to be doing this beforehand. Right, right. Again, because obviously that's stuff that's going to... That should be. I would hope that's happening in your marriage too. Mm-hmm. You know, as you build, as you build that foundation, then that is what you build upon. And the foundation is strong, obviously, where God is the center. God is the foundation, and y'all cultivating that together and individually, but you know, collectively. Yeah, that's shoot. That's that's good stuff. Hey Amen. That's very good stuff. Fast and pray together. Mm-hmm. Seek the Lord together. I, and, and, and for me, again, I think you want to grow close with somebody, worship with them. Both of y'all allow yourselves to be vulnerable in front of each other as y'all seeking God in worship. I've done it. I've, I've, I've done it. It, it changed I've done things. It, it changes yeah, some things. Yeah, I, I've done it. It is, it is a, it is a beautiful thing, you know. Because obviously, just the moment itself, you know, you're, you're, you're praising, you're worshiping God. Um, but nothing like seeing the person you would, you know, singing to is like, oh, mighty God, yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord, yes, that's that's Him, that's Him, Lord, yes. <laughs> I think we've uh, we've covered a lot on this episode. Yeah, we've run for an hour and forty minutes now. Yep, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds almost, about how we do. I almost feel like breaking this in half. I might just no. do that. Oh lord. No. Okay. I think the last one was an hour and forty-three. Was it? I think so. No, we broke the last one in half, didn't we? No, we didn't. No, no, no. It was the one before yeah. that we broke in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ended up going straight to a little more than two hours on that. Yeah. Yeah, the one. 
Let me see. Uh, let's see how long that was. Oh, no. We're, we're about 20 minutes ahead of the last one. <laughs> yeah. I figured as much. It's cool, though. I mean, look. A lot of information. A lot of discussion. About some Good important stuff. things. And necessary important stuff. Very another, important another, and necessary things. Alright, another episode to pretty much just keep God as the center of y'all relationship, of y'all dating, of y'all, y'all focus. Um, when y'all enter into such a, such a place, such a uh, chapter of your life, you know. And uh, just continue to continue to run to God. That is that is it. Continue to run to God, no matter the circumstance, no matter the feeling, no matter the, you know, whatever. Run to God. Amen. I kind of want to worship right now. Yeah. Wow, came a long way. From blood and guts to I need to worship God. Exactly. I was just thinking that. Uh-huh. Hey, man, that song is awesome. All right. It's, it, it, is, it, is, it is great music. The, the, comp- the composition of that song, the way they have the orchestra, the way they have the males come in for the choir and everything, it's, it's just beautiful. It's a work of art. For everybody that doesn't know, I'm singing the song. I was singing a song earlier. Uh from an uh from the an anime like it's mm-hmm. one of the uh songs that plays through there it's kind of like dark it, well it's not kind of it is dark oh, wow. but <laughs> but it is a beaut it's a beautiful song though it's just it has a dark undertone to it and i mean the the content like the lyrics of the song are you know pretty dark because it's it's grim it's about the guy's life which is pretty grim so mm-hmm. yeah so from that to Oh Lord, I wouldn't get on my face and seek you, Lord. Jesus. I'll take that transition. Jesus. <laughs> and that's exactly how that transition goes. All right, y'all. It's been fun. And yes, we will see y'all next week. And hopefully we have our other host with us. Honey, come back. Who's like missed the past month? Good lord! But yeah, we'll uh, see you and talk to y'all later, guys. Goodbye. Oh wait, later. uh, social media stuff. Oh yeah, that's important. <laughs> the Godman Podcast on all social media platforms. Right. You can also yeah. find us on YouTube, uh, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play Music. <laughs> And you, I'm sorry, that Google Play Music, Google Podcast, no. and Apple Podcast. It's late. Um, and uh, <laughs> y'all can follow me on uh, Instagram, Renaissance C underscore seven. And if you want to request anything, the Godman Podcast at gmail.com. We will be looking out for your emails to us. Yes, sir. All right, now goodbye for real. Bye, y'all.